Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, Jolenta. Hey, Kristen. It has been a while since we talked with Tierra. Uh, yes, it has been a while. And I'm very, very curious to know how she's doing in her new town now that everyone's doing social distancing. You know, I've been thinking about her the most probably because all of her stuff was like, get out there. And now she can't. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you make a new place feel like home when you cannot leave your home? <laughs> Uh, yeah, very good question. So we definitely need to check on her. Yes, we do. And we also need to read some of this listener mail, these mountains of mail that we got Ooh, this week. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's do this. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You follow-up episode underway. After each main episode of We Love You and So Can You, we do a follow-up with the most recent guest because, like you, we're dying to know how they're doing. And we'll get today's episode going in just a second, but first we need to make an announcement. This will be the final episode of We Love You and So Can You. Yes, sadly, it's just been too hard to make the show while we and the whole world have been social distancing, and we don't want to put the show on pause until some imaginary indefinite date down the road that we don't know. We'd rather go out on a high note, and we cannot imagine a better note to end on than last week's guest, Tiara, who we absolutely loved. Totally. And uh, reminder, Tiara is amazing. She's an accomplished journalist and podcaster who's lived all over the world, but for the first time in her life, she moved to a new place for love, not herself or her own ambition. And the problem was the city that she and her boyfriend moved to was not exactly a place that she ever dreamed of moving. Uh, yes, but after two weeks with us, she got a job, met new people, and even began seeing some of the beauty in her new town. Mm, I love it. And uh as we said, we are very curious to see how Tierra is doing now. Is she still her outgoing self? Can she be outgoing while under lockdown? Uh, Lindsay, could you get her on the line, please? Hello. Good morning. Hi. Good to see you guys. Hey, Tierra. It is so good to see you. How, how are, are you? you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Things have uh, a lot's happened since February. I think maybe was the last time that. Oh, uh, I remember things being semi-normal. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Understatement. Like so much. <laughs> a lot has happened. So much has changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But all that to say that even despite everything that's going on, I've been exploring Buffalo and its parks and stuff. Oh, wow. Like the state parks and all that. So it's been a really interesting way to get to know the city just through its natural attractions versus the typical restaurants and everything else. So since we last talked with you... I Okay, so lots of things have changed. Right. One of the most notable is that uh, COVID-19 happened or is continuing to happen. So 
Do you still work? Do you still have that job at the coffee shop? I don't. Um, I don't have a job at the coffee shop anymore because I got laid off. I think that was like mid-March Yeah. Uh, when they sort of realized like, oh, I think everybody sort of was like, oh, okay, like this is for real, for real, yeah. not just, uh, you know, something that's going to go away or I can ignore um, and so I, I didn't have that. I went through the roundabout of applying for unemployment like everybody else. And the cafe is reopening, mm-hmm. but, and they did ask me to come back and work there, but I just sort of made a decision that I didn't want to because it felt like I would have been, like, I, I had very specific reasons. I think I told you all for working there. Right. And it felt like if I went back there now, that I would just be cleaning right. and sanitizing and, you know, trying to enjoy the customer, you know, worker experience in a way that just wasn't natural and how I right. expected you, it to you be. You wanted to do it for, for community building and relationship building. And and that's right. not, for all that's of not how things. we're building communities currently. Right. And so, I mean, it's, it's exciting that um, Western New York is beginning to reopen um oh gosh one thing i should tell you guys i wish you could see this like patch this bald patch is on the side of my head where i like thought for a hot second that i was gonna cut my own hair oh and no like- <laughs> oh don't worry my hair is shorter than yours right now because i cut it all off with my kitchen scissors no, i was ready do i was it. about to like do a britney spears and just no, like shave the whole thing literally off and- my yeah. partner said i pulled a britney when he saw me the next morning, I highly recommend not doing it. You are very smart. Well, and the hilarious thing about it was, so I I did it and I was like, ooh, maybe not. I'm not going to do this. So I put the clippers down and walked away. And then like later on that afternoon, I was listening to the news and they were talking about how like barbershops are going to open up in one week. And I was like, oh my God, oh, that was such a close call. Fate. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I still haven't gotten my hair cut yet though. Yeah. And you just found that barber you love so much when we talked with you last time. I know. Trust me. I'm very sad about it. I need to go find him on Instagram and see what what's up. Right, right. Oh, gosh. So other than trying to cut your own hair, what else have you been doing to keep busy? Yeah. How are you? How are you like filling the aimless days? Are you do you do you experience them? Is it every day an adventure? Because we never know what to expect. You know, I mean, the first few weeks after the, you know, sit and stay at home order Mm -hmm. was enacted. I didn't really do that much. I think the weather still hadn't quite turned yet. And it was just easy to stay inside. And I mean, I had other projects that I was working on, like, you know, this business plan I had been thinking about and learning to blend my own teas and the podcast that I'm working on now, Natal, is kind of still something that's three or four days a week, something I have to work on. So I have found ways to to keep busy. And then on the other time, I just have enjoyed, like everybody else, cooking and baking. And I made some sweet potato cakes. And I sent a cake to everybody in my family in the mail. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Oh, Tira, you are putting everybody else who is listening to this to shame. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I know. Like, you just <laughs> next-leveled everything, I, apparently. Um, also, I just have to go back. To us, mm-hmm. uh, to your podcast for a second yes, here. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, Natal. I've only listened to a couple episodes, but it's fantastic. Thank you so much. We've worked very hard on it, and it's a very needed conversation, a hard one to have mm-hmm. at times, but definitely very important. And 
you know, the black maternal health crisis is linked in so many ways to what we're seeing now going on with the protests around the country. So a lot of people see these things as separate or, you know, policies that are specific to whatever particular issue people are upset about. But really, all of this stuff is inextricably linked. Totally. And with the protests and demonstrations that have been happening around the country, a lot of us are taking to the streets right now, but you're not on your regular streets. You're in a whole different city that, you know, you're still learning. How is that for you? Um, You know, I actually have been thinking about that a lot. Um, I have felt very conflicted about not going out Mm. and protesting because, for one, I think above anything, like, I don't really want to put my body on the line like that. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that there are different ways to protest, but, and I'm fine with writing. I'm working on a piece now that'll be published soon. So I'm doing things, but I just, between knowing what could happen to Mm -hmm. me and not really being, I don't understand the community here. I don't know the culture here. I don't know what the police are like or really have any friends that I can go to protest with. I'm sure I would make some if I were there, but I think it's just a combination of being new and sort of not really knowing how to move or operate here on top of we're still in a pandemic, even though this is completely taken over in the news. Um, I don't have health insurance. So there's just so many reasons why I don't feel comfortable going out there. Um, And I... I'm really torn about that because, you know, I I talked to my dad about this. Like, I know family members who marched during the civil rights and mm. even people who aren't family members. Like, I think about John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, and, you know, how he was brutally attacked. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a disservice in some ways to stay home. Right. But on the other hand, like I said, there are different ways to protest. And um, I'm doing what I can. Yeah, absolutely. There there are lots of ways to protest. And also, I mean, as you said, these are not regular circumstances. Not that there's ever any regular circumstances, but like the fact that we're in a pandemic and you're in a town that you've been in for less than six months, right. you know. So um, overall now, I mean, I don't know if this might be too broad of a question, but overall, how are you feeling at this point about living in Buffalo? I mean, I think that I still feel glad that I moved. I'm not going to lie. I have definitely been missing Portland a lot, though, also for some of the same reasons. Like, you know, if I wanted to go out and protest in Portland, for sure there, yeah. I know, like, yeah. you know, everything about where to go and who to call exactly. and, you know, everything else. So, uh, you know, and it, I'm very frustrated that... And this is obviously like such a least of our worries comment, but frustrated that I was not able to make it back in time for hood strawberry season. Um, and everybody's posting pictures of their strawberry no. tarts and jams and everything else on Instagram. It's right such now. a short season and they're so I good. <laughs> I know. I was like posting online like. Somebody just send me some jam in the mail, oh, please. Oh, the jam is so good. <laughs> yeah, oh, so man. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still ambivalent in some ways about Buffalo. I think it's just because I still haven't really gotten to know it. And I've gotten to know a few more people. And in fact, this one woman 
long story. She gave me a ride home yesterday because I had to drop someone off. It's such a long story. But anyway, I met somebody Mm -hmm. and she is from Buffalo and she was, you know, telling me about how great the summers are and... You know, she's kind of bummed out for me because obviously most of summer is canceled, the festivals and things that happen on the waterfront. And so, you know, she's like, you'll still enjoy it, but it's just not going to be the same. But maybe in 2021, I'm like, well, we'll see. (laughs) It's a long way away. Yeah, that feels like way far in the future. (laughs) We can hope. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, Tierra, thank you so much again for spending all this time with us for Mm -hmm. going on this journey with us, especially in the midst of all the other stuff that's happening in the world. It means a lot to us. Thank you all so much for inviting me to do this. And it has been great to share. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Love you all too. Bye. Bye. Tierra is such a superstar, Jolenta. I just yes. feel so lucky that we got to be a part of her journey in, you know, getting to know her new town. And even though she does not have that job anymore, even though, you know, the things that we would normally want her to go out and do, she can't do. I feel like she already laid the groundwork for things so that, you know, when the world opens back up again, mm-hmm. it'll be a better place for her. I'm just in awe of her ability to, like, stay herself and, like, keep going no matter what life is throwing at her whether it's like moving for love or like a pandemic we're all in yeah well huge thanks to tiara for sharing her story with us uh tiara we love you so much and yes also everyone listening please be sure to check out tiara's podcast she mentioned natal yes. and also check out the one that she hosts called hi good people it's about the cannabis industry So while we're thanking Tierra, let's just take a minute to thank everyone else who's appeared on this show for the past two seasons. We love all of you. We've loved you all from the beginning. Yes, you have done so much to fill our hearts with love and the listeners' hearts with love. Thank you so much to all of our guests. We're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we'll hear from some of you out there and your thoughts on the Tierra episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
All right, we are back, and we've got listener mail, and we heard from very many people this week. Uh, up first, let's hear from listeners who felt Tierra's story came just at the right time for them. Yes, there were a lot of folks like that. CJ says, I am so excited about this episode. I just found out this week that I will be relocating as well at the end of July, and I'm feeling all the feels even though it's not that far that I'm moving. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know, sometimes when it's not that far, Jolenta, it still feels like, you know, you're going it's a somewhere world away. else. Totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I totally understand that. I mean, I've even at certain points in my life just moved like three miles. Oh, totally. Moving neighborhoods is huge. It's like a different world. I moved from the East Village to like Clinton Hill. That was a big life adjustment. <laughs> I sound yeah, so and bougie. And as the bird flies, that's not even three miles, I don't exactly. think. But it's still like a whole other world. It's like, yeah. oh, it was like a party town. And now I'm in like young parentsville. And it's like, whoa. And it's like, that's in the <laughs> same city. That's like, you know, walking distance technically. Yeah. So CJ, we feel you. Even though totally. it's not that far you're moving, we know that it can feel like a big deal. Um, here's another letter that was super interesting from Abby, who says, This episode is perfectly timed. I just found out yesterday that my family will be relocating to a town I've only visited once. It's only an hour and a half from where we are now, but we're moving from the big city to a small town. My husband was let go because of COVID-19 and landed this amazing opportunity that is a huge promotion for him. So we're incredibly lucky and just can't pass it up. I'm hoping my employer will let me work remotely, which would be great. But I do worry about being in a new community and working at my house where I won't be able to interact with people throughout the day. Ooh. Abby, your life sounds like a roller coaster now. The excitement of moving to a new place now, but the only reason you're moving is because your husband lost his job because of COVID and now has a new job. Let alone on top of that, the city to not the city is like a very <sighs> big, I think, emotional adjustment. You just sort of have to recalibrate like your energy almost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't really imagine that. I mean, I did once, I'm not sure if I told you this, Jolenta, just for a six-week writing residency, I moved to a town that had less than 50 people. Whoa. And I drove everybody in that town nuts. It was a yeah. place called Oysterville. It was on the border of Washington and Oregon on a tiny little peninsula. Yeah. The people in that small town, I think they were so tired of me because I, no idea I am just this. such a social butterfly. I'd go from house to house like, hello, what are you up you to today? Wild. Hi, it's me, Kristen. This reminds me of a time <laughs> I went and like I did a teaching residency back in the day in Oregon in a like a town outside of Pendleton, Oregon, where it was like we lived there for a month and we were like the four like crazy artists like teaching at the community college and like causing a ruckus. But anyway, <laughs> Abby... This is a lot, and I hope just hearing other people go through similar things helps, and, like, just knowing that, like, everyone who's moving right now is is stuck and feels like they can't get out to their community. And also, it's not like the community's out there thriving without you. I know it's a weird way to look at it, but, like, at least you can remove some of the, like, FOMO aspects that usually come with moving to be like, we're all in this position. Yeah, yeah. We also, Jolenta heard this week from people who have found moving as an adult to be really, really hard. Yeah. Here's a letter from Lauren. Lauren says, 
when I first saw this week's episode and started listening, it resonated so strongly with me. I also moved completely across the country from Portland, Maine to Stockton, California because my boyfriend got a job in the area. I even left behind a freelance business in the cannabis industry, just like Tierra. I also felt deeply uncomfortable with not being financially independent. My partner has also been kind enough to cover the rent and major bills and lost and alone without my family and friends as a support network. However, after I started listening further into the episode, I started to feel terrible about myself. I'm obviously happy that Tierra has been so successful in her journey and prescription, but I've been a complete failure in that regard. I've lived here for a year and a half now and have had no success in achieving either professional or social development. I'm currently unemployed, partially due to COVID, but I was struggling before and have made zero social connections in my area despite trying. I think it's partially because of the area I moved to. Honestly, Buffalo sounds way better. Mm -hmm. And partially, probably it's due to me. I'm just not as outgoing, and my social anxiety has increased tenfold since I've been here. I'm sorry to turn this into a pity party, but this episode touched me deeply, and I had to comment. I'm going to try to do some of the steps recommended myself, but some I can't because of COVID. Jolenta and Kristen, if you have any additional ideas or advice, I'm interested. Well, first of all, Lauren, you did like the reverse tiara, so that's pretty incredible. Like, I can't believe they're even in the same industry. It's, like, so similar. And, like, don't be sorry that you're turning it into a pity party. Like, you're allowed to acknowledge when things are hard and when they suck. It's important to, like, not gloss over that or pretend it's not happening. And I also think it's interesting to just keep in mind, like, moving as an adult can suck just as much as when your life is uprooted and you have no choice and you're a kid, you know, just because circumstances make it so, like, the smart choice for you is to move doesn't mean you're expected to, like, thrive or, you know, blossom in a certain amount of time. Like, you do you. Am I making any sense? I feel like I'm just rambling. No, no, no. I think you're making sense, Jolent. I think every age and every stage has its challenges for moving, whether you're moving for a job, moving for a partner, moving for yourself. It can be really tough. And even mm. Tierra admitted it was tough for her. Totally. And I just want to also point out in season one of our show, we had somebody on who um, you may recall was in the Washington, D.C. area. She was moving mm. for her partner with a baby. Uh, you may recall her name was Rihanna, and you know Rihanna was really struggling too. And you might recall at the end of that episode, Rihanna didn't have friends. Our prescription didn't bring her that magic outcome that she was dreaming of at all. It was mm-hmm. still hard, and I think that that is probably more typical. I, I'm, I'm sure that most people don't magically do what Tierra did and suddenly at the no, end of no. two weeks have have everything that she does. And I think Rihanna's episode is much more reflective of how most people are moving to a new city as an adult following a partner. Let alone during a pandemic when all like rules are off. You know, like we just can't hold ourselves to the same standards we used to right now. And I think it's just a good reminder that like no one's standards are the same. Everyone takes their own time to adjust to places. And like there are no milestones you need to hit at certain times. And like Tira had like insane momentum when we were working with her and that's awesome for her. But like it's not what everyone is expected to do when they move. Yeah, we all have our own pace. And yeah, sometimes it's going to take a couple of years to feel like you have people and a job that you're into. Sometimes it's going to be Tira and it's going to be a couple of weeks. But I do think Tira is the outlier here. 
Well, lucky for Lauren and other listeners like her, we also got a lot of letters that had tips for moving to a new place, which is super helpful. Um, Mary says, I like trying to predict where my new favorite places will be when I move somewhere new. I'm usually wrong at first, but it's fun to dream. I use meetup and hobbies to meet new people. I have moved for love to a place that I did not like, but it wound up growing on me eventually. It helps to spend time making your home space very, very comfortable as much as you can. Ooh, especially now. That is such oh a good point. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah, it's funny because, Jolenta, you and I didn't even talk about Tier's home setup. Oh maybe, my gosh, you know, no. Making that feel homey. We, we probably should have prescribed that, huh? Oh shoot, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should have started there. Whoops. Yeah, Mary, that is such a good tip. And I, yeah, uh, apologies, Tira. We did not even think about That's that. That's so smart. <laughs> I also love the idea of imagining where you're going to hang out. I know uh, my partner Brad does that. And he's also wrong, too. But it's fun to watch him get excited. Like, what if that's our bakery? And like, we've never been there in three years. But, you know, <laughs> it is it is a fun way to get yourself amped. Just like imagine that that's your place or like try to predict it. I like that. Yeah, I did that not long ago. Some friends, um, my friends Paul and Sudi, who I was so excited moved to the neighborhood. They moved just a few doors down from Burgeritos, which is like a burger slash burrito mashup. I was like, oh my gosh, Paul and Sudi, this is going to be our new favorite hangout place. And then we have never been to Burgeritos <laughs> and they just closed. But, oh no. You know, it's fun to imagine what your place exactly. is going to be. But yeah. hey, it helped in the moment. But I digress. Um, Sarah has this tip. She says, I have moved a bunch, and my rule of thumb was it takes about six months to make friends. Be friendly at work. Take a book and sit at a bar alone. Take some classes. Not yoga because no one talks to anyone in yoga, but, you know, pottery or something. Like grief, you just have to let the loneliness wash over you without letting it drown you. I love the not yoga. That is so smart, and I would have never thought of that. Like, I love yoga because I know my neighborhood and, like, hate talking to everyone. But if you want to meet people, like, definitely don't do that. Like, go to a place where people have to interact, or at least you need to ask a question other than, like, where's the bathroom? Or, like, where do they keep the box? Like, you know, I like, honestly, that is some solid advice, Sarah. Yeah. And I've definitely met friends at coffee shops and bars just by sitting and reading alone. That yes. has definitely worked for me. That's like a classic, Kristen. And you may recall in season one, our guest Emily, when she was moving to a new neighborhood, we told her, go to a bar and just read a book or sit there by yourself, but don't be on your smartphone. Because right. the smartphone seems to be, in my mind, it seems to put up a wall around you where nobody will talk to you. But if you're reading a book or a newspaper in a bar or a coffee house, People just love talking to you. It's an invitation. It's like, hey, I'm interested in this and I'm not so zoned in on a phone or like maybe communicating with someone else that like I could talk to you in person about it. Yeah, I found that it works even better if you're reading a book that is like very buzzy right now that everyone yeah. else is talking about because then people will come up to you and be like, oh my gosh, I love that book or just wait till you get to chapter three and they'll, you know, give you spoilers and you'll be mm -hmm. mad at them. But then you'll be like, oh, I have a new friend. This is great. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so smart. This next letter comes from Bridget, who says, I've moved a lot in my life, including moves as a child I definitely did not want and adult moves that I was excited for. My experience has been that it's much harder to move and establish a social circle when you're an adult over 30 than as a child or closer to college age. 
Most people have already formed tight-knit groups by that age, and then when folks start having kids, it gets really hard. I've heard having kids brings in built-in social networks, but not always the ones you choose for yourself. In my experience, the best way to go about meeting friends as an adult over 30 is to become a regular at any sort of social activity. My husband joined a running group and showed up twice a week. In one of our towns, I became very involved in a yoga studio and a co-working space. But I will be honest, it will take time. And the people you become friends with may not be as close as the people you chose for yourself back when you were younger. But by this point, I've embraced the fact that my closest friends don't live near me. And I invest in those relationships by calling, texting, and even scheduling weekends together every year. Oh, that is great. That is so many good tips. Interestingly... Bridget, she had a good experience with yoga, even though um, right. our prior letter writer said don't do the yoga classes. Right. I think if you become involved in a space, like if you start volunteering there to like be the uh, person who yes. signs people in or something, like that's different from like just being like, I go and no one says hi afterwards. It's like, yeah, because everyone's blissed out and like thinks their stretching is very important. <laughs> Yeah, but all those other tips, just that they're so great. The joining mm-hmm. a running club, it also is like an accountability group in its own way, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a way to keep my mood up and to exercise and so on when I move to a new place, right, right. to see the town on foot, because there's a way that you see the town when you're on foot that you don't when you're in a car, in my opinion. Oh, also, I think it's important the point she makes about like, Being okay with some of your closest friends may not live by you currently. And also staying in touch with friends from college and stuff for me that live across the country. Like through them, I have met some of my closest friends here in New York because, oh, one of my best friends, other best friends from childhood is now studying in New York or something. And like you never know how keeping relationships that matter to you going will affect your life either day to day or like just those special weekends. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we'll share our We Love You recommendations for the week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. We're back. And now it is time for our We Love You recommendations for the week. These are things that filled our hearts with joy and made our lives better. Kristen, what have you got? What is your recommendation this week? All right. My recommendation is an essay written by this week's guest, Tierra Darnell. She wrote it for the Portland Monthly. And it's the one that she alluded to in our follow-up call with her just a few minutes ago. Right. It's called, Can White Portland's White Fragility Handle a Megaquake? And 
I want to make clear this piece is not just for white people. I really think it should be read by all non-black people. And it's not just for people in Portland. It's for the rest of America, too. Um, I do think that there is a tendency in the U.S. for people to think if they live in a liberal enclave mm. or if they vote Democrat, like, oh, I'm not racist. I don't have any, Oof. you know, white privilege tendencies. And I think that Tierra's essay does such a good job right. of really digging into that. So here's just a tiny little bit of it. White America, don't expect a pat on the back for the nine-minute video of you pressed against the scorching pavement chanting Black Lives Matter. Let's not even go there on the topic of the selfies you took of your clenched palms raised among a sea of whiteness at the park in your gentrified neighborhood. Yes, your presence in numbers this time around at protests in Portland and elsewhere speaks volumes, but you get no kudos for just showing up. Black people have been here. It is your personal doctrine and what you say and how you act when no one is watching that matters. I mean, this is such beautiful writing. Oh, my God. Also, I think I feel like Portland is a good sort of microcosm example of just sort of like the white fragility, get a pat on your back for participating culture. And I say this as someone who was born and raised there. It has a deep, deep-seated history in white supremacy. It's one of the last states to, uh, you know, make uh, the KKK illegal. Like, it's a, it's a horribly racist history, and I think it's important that we not get so caught up in, like, feeling excited about protesting and knowing how we, uh, we I say we as a white person, uh, how us as white people, like, yes, we can help, but, like, we don't get to feel special or like extra important because we finally showed up to something that like should have been nipped in the bud hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. For the folks who have not read this essay yet, we did put it up on our Facebook community. That is facebook.com slash groups slash we love you pod. So definitely check it out. Again, it's called Can White Portland's White Fertility Handle a Mega Quake? And Jolenta, what about you? What What is your We Love You recommendation for the week? My We Love You recommendation is brought to you by PBS. Yay! Um, PBS just announced that they're offering a free stream of the, I guess, film Twilight Los Angeles. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's by Anna DeVere Smith, who is a famous solo artist and performance artist and activist and just straight up actor. Like she was in Rachel getting married and nurse Jackie, like you seen her. Um, mm -hmm. And it's her famous show about the Rodney King riots in Los Angeles that happened in 1992. The film was made in 2001, but it's based on the play she performed uh, starting in 1992. This film changed my life. Uh, when I was in college, I've always been a huge, huge fan of Anna DeVere Smith's work. I recommend you check out any of her work. And I think as I was watching it this time around, it's really haunting to see how similar things are and how this uh, riot in 92 was one of the biggest, most violent incidents in American history and how we're essentially just uh, on sort of repeat mode. And like, it's it's... It's enlightening and disheartening all at once. But I think it's really worth a watch because also Anna DeVere Smith is just so good at what she does. She does in-depth interviews with people like, like a documentarian and then bases her performance uh, off of those interviews. So check it out. 
Twilight Los Angeles. Uh, PBS is offering it through August 7th. So you have some time to check it out. Excellent. And I agree with you. I think Anna DeVere Smith is just, she's phenomenal. She bends the boundaries of what art is versus what documentary is mm-hmm. versus what theater is. And, um, and gender bending does, always. Yes, yes. And I feel like what she does, especially at the time when she started doing it, was still kind of considered like avant-garde. Right. And yet it's kind of informed a whole future of what it means to document history and what it means to perform history. So she's really like an important figure in the theater world and in the activism world and in our, you know, documenting of history. So I love that. Again, Jolenta, your recommendation is Twilight Los Angeles by Anna DeVere Smith. And mine is Can White Portland's White Fragility Handle a Megaquake by Tierra Darnell. And now, Jolenta... It's time. I mean, the time, this is the time when we would usually give you a teaser for next week's episode. Yes, but since this is our last episode, we're instead going to remind you that we are not disappearing. What? Of course not. (laughs) No, just because we love you is going off into the sunset does not mean that we are. Of course, you'll never get rid of us. Um, We still have (laughs) by the book, which... Fortunately, we are able to make in our own homes while social distancing. Uh, If you're not familiar with By the Book, in each episode, Kristen and I live by the rules of a different self-help book while recording ourselves so you can hear how each book enhances or destroys our lives and our marriages. Uh, we are currently still releasing our bonus episodes every other week, and our new season is launching later this summer, so keep your eye on that by the book feed if you desperately need to keep us in your lives, which we hope you do. In addition to that, I co-host two other podcasts, and one is yeah. in the We Love You feed today. It's called Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen. In each episode, listeners write in with their quandaries, and my friend Rafer and I prescribe movies and TV shows to help them through whatever ails them. And the other show I co-host is a little six-part series called Innovation Uncovered, which is produced by our very own We Love You and So Can You producer, Lindsay Cradwell. Hey, what? Lindsay. <laughs> it's about the ways that culture and science are innovating to bring us closer to nature, to help us feel less alone, and so much more. That sounds so good. Both of those shows you're hosting, Kristen, sound like such good things to be listening to right now. Again, those shows are by the book, obviously. Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen, which is going to be in today's We Love You feed. So definitely give that a listen. I love both Rafer and Kristen. Spoiler, they're awesome. And <laughs> and also, don't forget to check out Innovation Uncovered, also hosted by our dear sweet Kristen. And Jolenta... I guess that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell, who we love so much. Our editor is John Delore, who we also love. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer, who we find so lovable. Casey Holford composed our theme song and mixed this episode. We love you, Casey. And Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. He has no comment, but too bad, Chris. We love you, too. Reminder, we love it when you rate us and review us. 
So still do that if you want. You can do it at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And you can still tell people to listen to this show. Tell people to listen to Buy the Book. Just tell people we love them and know that we love you. Yes, we love you all. We love you for listening. We love you for being a part of the show with us. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So I guess we're waving goodbye for now. Yeah. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Uh, and so can you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 No, you Bye. hang Hold up. On. No, no, you, you hang, hang up first. Up. No, no, you, you hang, hang up, up first. No, no, no. No. You hang up you... first. But I like you. I can you. hear you your breathing. Stop. <laughs> I'm just going to keep the phone next to my ear and lay here and not hang up until the battery dies. But no, I'm not because I have a phone charger. So uh, you hang up. it's never going to die. Stitcher. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.